Hey everyone, my name is Yaro, and you're listening to the Daydream Rose podcast. Welcome back. I'm super excited you're here, and I'm also excited to share a really beautiful conversation with Manisha today. I've known Manisha for many years. I've built her website, and we're currently working together again. We've also been in a learning experience together, and it's just been really beautiful to catch up and talk about her unique approach to emotional healing, bodywork, um, practices that she loves sharing. We talked a little bit about being in a body and what that means and what it means to be sensitive and to uh, live with injuries or chronic pain, um, to have practices in periods of transition. So yeah, it's been really like a really good conversation and I'm super excited to share it and I really hope that you get something out of it that's going to be supportive for you. We're just out of Mercury retrograde, <laughs> speaking about supportive things. That is pretty good. I feel excited about that. And I'm also feeling excited for spring. I just have a couple of announcements before I get to today's episode. So the first thing, just in case you haven't listened to the last episode, is that I've redesigned daydreamrose.com and I'd really love to hear what you think. Um, it's been a few weeks coming, I felt it was time for a change and I really brought fresh and what I think are beautiful colors in and so I feel like yeah this whole project has been given a new life and or like a breath of fresh air which um, feels exciting and then I also decided to make the magic of embodiment which is the program that all patrons get access to an ongoing thing rather than a year-long one because we're halfway through now and it's just so much more that I want to do and explore and learn with you I'm also deepening my herbal studies this year, so there's lots more that I want to share around working with plants and supporting our bodies and movement practices and the tarot and journaling and meditation and all these different things. Um, and I also run a little survey in my community over on Mighty Network, so the programs are supported and kind of held within this community that is kind of almost like our own little Facebook, except it's not on Facebook, which is amazing. Um, and what people said was that they were <laughs> what people said <laughs> was that they really love the content and they love the people and it's so good to have that kind of lifeline around community and self-care but also we want to hang out more often and kind of stay connected so now I'm offering sharing circles every first Sunday of the month and the first one is coming up just in about 10 days time on the 7th and it's going to be really casual. We're going to um, be a small group of people, I'll be guiding a meditation, we'll do some stretches together and then journal, I'll draw some cards, we'll talk about plans. I want to specifically talk about practices for anxiety because that feels helpful right now. And we'll just say hi and see what questions come up. And I'm really excited for that. So I really think it's going to be a small, intimate group, which means that I can do some individual readings for you guys as well. Um, so if you want to feel like, yeah, getting a little bit more support and meeting some like-minded people and maybe receiving some answers to questions that you have, that would be really great. And you can just pledge $3 or more on my Patreon, which I'm going to link to in the show notes. That gives you access to the program and those live calls as well. Yeah, that's all. Let me know what you think. Um, please share this episode with your friends if you like it and have the most beautiful weekend. Bye. Hey, everyone. I know I always say that, but it's also just always true. I'm really excited for my guest today. I'm speaking to Manisha, um, who I've met 
many years ago. I think we've known each other for a while, like maybe three years or two and a half, something like that. Um, anyway, I've built a website for Manisha a few years ago and we've kind of stayed in touch and I really, really loved seeing her journey unfold. She's recently moved and she's just has such beautiful offerings and approaches and thoughts around emotional healing and what it means to be in a body really you know so i was super excited that she said yes to being interviewed today um yeah and so that we can get to know each other in this different way as well not just about the tech stuff which we're working um on again at the moment we're updating his site and it's a real labor of love for me and it's just one of these things where i'm feeling like oh i'm so grateful that this work comes easy to me and that I get to work with such beautiful people that really share my values. So that was my little fangirling. I'm going to hand it over to you now, Manisha. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And I'll just fangirl back for a moment because <laughs> the tech pieces are, um, are always a little bit of a challenge for me and I try to do it on my own and I just say, why am I trying this? I just need to get in touch with Yara. So I'm <laughs> very happy with, um, yeah, with everything that's happening with that. And yeah, I'm really happy to be here. I am, you know, when you said the word emotional healing, it's something that I've been working with and on for so long with people. But it's, it's funny because um, my work didn't always start out that way on the surface. And mm -hmm. I sort of had a more traditional career path where I got my undergraduate degree in, in occupational therapy and I worked at a hospital and I worked, you know, with a lot of physical um, disabilities and, and people after strokes and, you know, a, like orthopedic issues. So I went from this very like concrete kind of physical world into working with children where I worked with children and their families for a really long time. And then sort of as my career evolved and I did a lot of administrative and training work in the meantime, it sort of came right back into this more like body space and this emotional wellness and healing space. I've a long time yoga teacher and meditation teacher. And I, um, after it's like making a few work transitions, I started studying a modality called craniosacral therapy, which some of you may or may not be familiar with, mm -hmm. but it's a really subtle modality where you're working with the energetics and also the structure of the body. And again, it was like my focus was body-based nervous system. And what I came to find out was that the level of emotions that we hold in our body was kind of staggering. And, um, and it was through my own personal journey, which I can share a little bit more of as we talk, where I had some injuries that also led me to explore some more on the emotional and energetic realms. Um, and that's what I started to see in the clients that I was working with. And they might have come in with some sort of physical issue, but we very quickly realized that it was related to some kind of um, past, either a past trauma or past experience that really felt traumatic in their, in their bodies. And so mm -hmm. this path has really evolved, in, you know, somewhat organically, but it's something that I feel is so important because I think that we just don't necessarily give our emotional expression maybe enough time or enough maybe value in our culture mm -hmm. and as i see people 
express themselves and feel really feel safe to express themselves because I realize that that's not that's not a given for everybody. Mm. Um, and you know, as as we are able to do that, as we work through our own trauma, it's like your whole being gets to flower. You know, you get to mm. like really be who you are. And my belief is that you know the world needs more of actually who we are, not not the sort of, I think a lot of us walk around with some masks and, you know, just different ways of coping and being in the world, which are totally valid because of what we might've experienced. But, you know, the more that we can shed that and the more that we can feel like really free to be ourselves, then um, I think we're just living in a better, better world, better society, better community. Mm -hmm. Yes, to all of this, I found myself just nodding along as we were speaking. And I love that we were just diving into the deep end <laughs> of your story. That's really beautiful. And, and it also makes so much sense to me. I've always felt that way about your work. It was just like, oh, yeah, this is totally right and beautiful and so valuable. So, yeah, I mean, if you if you want to... Um, expand a little bit on your own experience you mentioned that you maybe you want to talk a little bit about um an injury that you had and how that kind of felt and how maybe it shifted your priorities in your work a little bit yeah sure and it's funny that we you were mentioning the deep end and before we started recording of course we had this conversation of my moon <laughs> is the scorpio and so for anyone who is an astrology fan they probably know that that can be a little bit intense so mm -hmm. that's sort of <laughs> That can just be a little my style of getting underneath, but then also holding, <laughs> holding it yeah. with lightness. So mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I had been a yoga teacher for a few years. And around that time, I started having some pain in my shoulder. So I just kind of attributed it to, you know, doing some postures incorrectly or, you know, not really aligning myself correctly. So I was, again, interestingly enough, looking at it from that physical perspective of like, what can I do? How can I shift? And what happened is that the pain and sort of the, the little pinging that was happening pretty quickly within several months, like turned into something called a frozen shoulder, which if you're familiar with, or anyone's familiar with, you know, it can be like pretty painful. And so mm -hmm. it, um, it happened quite quickly and I couldn't really understand exactly what was happening. And so in addition to doing excuse me, in addition to doing some of the more traditional things like seeking out physical therapy and things like that, I started doing more acupuncture. I actually started receiving some craniosacral therapy and I started to really recognize like what was happening more in the subtle body, which ironically, like as a practitioner of yoga and meditation, I feel, you know, I, this is like, oh, I feel like I should have known this already, but I, you know, that's like mm. a whole different <laughs> conversation. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, there are just these things that I hadn't really tapped into. And I, I really, I think those practices really helped me open up to those things. And, you know, if I really think about it retrospectively, I feel like that kind of brought me to a place where I could look at my life and start to notice some of what's happening more internally, more energetically, more emotionally. And I was like resourced enough at that time to then go ahead and dive underneath and explore some of these things. So when I went on that, that emotional journey for myself, I realized 
that there was a lot of um, like grief that I was carrying. I had lost a parent at a young age. And so even though I known, obviously I knew that and mm -hmm. I had processed it on one level, I think there was a lot in my body that, you know, hadn't fully been processed. And, you know, I also talk a lot about uh, being an, an empath and highly sensitive and that's primarily who I work with because I really get that makeup and sort of mm -hmm. and the, the difficulties maybe that can come along with it and also the gifts which I like to stress as well but just having that makeup I don't think I realized at the time exactly how sensitive I was and um, the environment I was living in probably wasn't really supporting my sensitivity and maybe you know the work I was doing because I was still doing a lot of different kinds of work. Um, mm -hmm. Even when I was starting to do the craniosacral work and teaching yoga, I was like working at a, a contract job and working in an office and just a lot of things that didn't feel like in alignment with my purpose in a way. Like it was good work and it was like valuable work, but it wasn't aligned with who I really was. And for myself, I think because I'm so sensitive, it shows up in my body pretty quickly. And, and most of the people I talk to that have that level of sensitivity, it will show up in their bodies as well as like different injuries or illnesses or different things. So as I started to unpack that and really uncover that, that's when the healing started to happen in a different way. And I opened up my world to just a whole different um, way of understanding the world and people and like my own wiring and my own nervous system and like what I needed to do to support it. And so I started to get more, you know, aligned kind of on the outside as that inner alignment was taking place where I left that job. I started doing other work. I started doing more of this, this body work and, and teaching yoga and, and different things that I felt were more in alignment, which, you know, is not always easy to sort of leave something oh, yeah. that's stable or, mm -hmm. you know, appears to be stable and secure on the outside. But it, um, it just felt like such a strong calling from my, what I now feel like is my soul, which I don't even know that I had those words even back then <laughs> to really understand what was happening. It was just something like that I had to do, even though it seemed super like illogical on the outside. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Um, I loved so much of what you said, but also um, I think one thing I wanted to circle back on is this idea really resonated for me that sometimes things just appear secure from the outside. I've definitely felt like that about my own employment in my mid twenties where I thought, Oh my gosh, but so many people would love to have this kind of job right now. And then, means a stable income and all these things and that's so true you know I would never um, kind of dismiss the real limitations that we can sometimes have around money and income and and all those things really do matter but also I love that we have found a way to create stability for ourselves and I feel just so excited about your work and um, like I said it makes so much sense to me and I just I have no doubt about <laughs> your um, infinite future success, which feels quite nice. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for sharing that story. I think it's really beautiful to see um, how someone got to be where they are now. Um, if you're happy to share, I would love to know a little bit more about your relationship to yoga. Um, so I um, will give a brief <laughs> background without making it about myself, but I'm just kind of rediscovering this practice for myself. So I want to um, share that. Um, I started 
practicing yoga as a young teenager and it was really a way to kind of get back into my body and I remember when I was 13 I was going to senior classes and I was kind of tolerated there because I really didn't want to be in a space with like young super sexy super bendy people I felt extremely self-conscious about my body so like I loved the senior class and they were just like well okay that's weird but okay <laughs> that's great. I love that you did that that's so wonderful. <laughs> and then um, in my kind of early 20s, I got a little bit more serious about it. And then in my mid-20s, I trained as a yoga teacher and I taught donation-based queer yoga classes in Brighton for two years. But I ultimately found it really hard to exist in that industry. It felt extremely competitive. There wasn't a lot of talking about um, it, it, cultural preparation and um, representation in yoga studios at the time. And um, so I kind of don't want to say I dropped that ball, but I kind of stepped away from it and felt like it wasn't a big part of my calling. But I'm now returning and just really, really feeling such deep gratitude for everything that this practice has given me and the generosity with which it has been brought to the West. I really feel like, yeah, just so much reverence and gratitude for that and um, so I'm excited to speak to someone who's also excited about yoga. That was my long rumble. <laughs> but coming back to my question, I would love to know if this was the first modality that you um, trained in and kind of how you got into it and what it means to you today. Yeah, it's funny that you said you started as a teenager because I did too, just very much on my own. And my, my background is Indian. And so, you know, one might assume or think that, oh, it's in my family or my mom did yoga. And, you know, mm -hmm. it, and it was nobody would really in my household was practicing at the time. And um, so I remember buying this like really little like random book that has like these black and white photos in it and I would just like be by myself practicing these poses <laughs> and I honestly have no idea I can I mean I cannot recall like what what drew me to it in that moment in time mm -hmm. I suspect that you know when I look back that it was my way of also just getting more into my body mm -hmm. and really feeling into and in giving me some level of grounding within myself so that was when I was a teenager and then when I was in college I you know I would take like a few classes here and there it wasn't anything um, very regular and then when I was in my 20s and living in New York I started practicing a lot more regularly you know mm -hmm. I went to a lot of different studios I found a studio that I really liked and I it kind of <clears throat> I, I you know I kind of committed to that that practice with that studio and then even a home practice. And I, a few years later decided, well, I want to teach this. And so I did a training in New York and I think all of that really helped me to get more grounded and get more centered in my body. And, you know, it gave me like a, a home it, for lack of a better word. Cause I think that sometimes when we gather around certain community in a certain way, it like allows mm -hmm. us to feel like a sense of belonging and, mm -hmm. you know, going to that same studio and going to the same classes with the same teachers, like it just very much felt like it provided that for me. And then diving in deeper into a training, you know, you know, you get to be with a group of people for a, a while and really get to know them. And so it really felt like, in sort of a chaotic city like New York can be, that that became a point of grounding for me. Mm -hmm. And, <clears throat> excuse me, 
And then I actually didn't start teaching until a few years later after the training. And it was when I moved to Washington, D.C. that I started teaching regular Hatha classes and some prenatal classes. And then I landed on yin classes, which is mm -hmm. pretty much what I, what I would teach now if I were teaching more actively. And that evolution has been interesting because I, I do love a lot of different kinds of practices. But when I found yin yoga, and for people who might not be familiar with that, it's, it's generally floor-based. You're doing poses and you're holding them for three to five minutes. Everyone is a little bit different in terms of the way they use props. I like to encourage them, you know, in a way that makes sense and doesn't change the pose into more restorative, but still just offer some support. And as I found that particular pathway in yoga, what it really helped me tap into was this part of me that desperately wanted to rest. Yes. And, and I didn't, don't think I knew that. I didn't realize that I needed to rest. I think everybody probably needs more sleep in general. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was this, you know, exploration and going inwards and feeling into the subtle energy of our body in like a whole different way. And actually just tapping into that in such a way where, oh, can I be in this pose and can I rest my muscles, but can I invite in a sense of relaxation so that this energy that is my emotions, you know, in addition to other things, can it move? Can it flow? Mm -hmm. And that is sort of the opening to some of the other more energetic work that I've, that I've continued to do, but that's so that's a very long answer. So I hope I'm answering <laughs> no, your question. Um, yes. But it's sort of, it's, it's funny because even as I'm talking to you, I just find that like all of my discoveries like will go from this trajectory of kind of focusing on the physical and then focusing on the more subtle and then going to the energetics and the emotional. And um, I don't think I realized that that was a thread in so many areas <laughs> of my life. So I appreciate this, this conversation. That's amazing. I love that. I think it's so powerful when we tell our stories and we have the space to do so, which is why I love podcasting so much. And yeah, that makes total sense to me. It's really nice to hear you talk about this. And I see this pattern and all its beauty. And I'm really glad you're sharing. Yeah. Um, so my next question is just um, about other practices that you love at the moment. And it doesn't have to be like an official and accurate modality, but maybe it's practices that you have in your home or in your body or in your day, or, or maybe it is another modality that you want to talk about because you love it. Um, but I know that you've been moving and you've gone through changes yourself. So I would love to hear how you're supporting your body through that at the moment and what that means to you. Yeah, it's been an interesting time because I moved from <clears throat> Washington, D.C. to a really like very small mountain town in southwest Oregon. And so everything is different for me. And so this regrounding process has been really interesting. And some of the things that I have been trying to do, not always 100% successful <laughs> at them, is, um, but are, you know, I, I love morning pages from the artist's way. And I know that you're <laughs> in class right now doing it. And mm -hmm. so that's really awesome. I find that that can be really helpful to do sort of that brain dump 
in the morning and, and really get to understand or just see like, oh, wow, that's, that's what's in my head. How interesting is that? Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize. Um, and what I've actually noticed from that more recently is just a shift in my own energy because, again, going to this whole emotional piece, you know, we hold so much that I don't think we realize that we're holding all the time. So when we get a chance to free that up, it really shifts, you know, just the physical energy that I have for different things or even the mental energy mm-hmm. that I have for different things. So that's one thing. Um, and then I, I have a pretty regular meditation practice. I find that that is something that I always go back to, to ground. And you know, I think I know that there's a lot of different ways that people practice meditation in my particular way. It's very much body-based and somatic. Mm-hmm. So I will really feel into my body and notice what's going on and tap into some of the energetic movement and, you know, really use that as a way to understand like what is actually happening for me right now, you know, versus maybe the way other where it's taught in other places or that I've heard it often where you're just trying to let your thoughts move through or, Mm. you know, different things. So yeah, my methods for myself, like, and and really what I teach other people and, and support clients around is getting into their bodies in a way where their energy can start to move and flow. And as we do that, then I start to notice, oh, like, what am I actually feeling about this? And then mm-hmm. that starts to come up and it becomes a meditation, but it also becomes a bit of processing time mm-hmm. internally as well. And then my like favorite thing right now that I'm doing actually in terms of a, a practice is um, a dance movement practice called Nia. I don't know mm-hmm. if you have heard it or... I've heard of it, but it's um, it's taught locally in my town. It's and I hope that I don't butcher. <laughs> this is my experience of it, so I'll just say okay. what my experience is. Um, but it's this really beautiful combination of like dance, martial arts, yoga, movement, um, some free form, and um, I'm connected with a really beautiful teacher here, who has a an incredible movement practice, but she also infuses a level of spirituality into it and connection to mother earth and, and our bodies and how, you know, we are so connected to the earth and we can really bring her energy in through us. And so it really is, is incredible for movement and grounding. But honestly, like I was telling someone the other day, it feels like I leave there and I just got a giant soul hug, you know, from, (laughs) so that is something that is has been really important to me to help me ground in and feel into my body and move the energy and yeah, just really mm-hmm. connect with the land here. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, thank you for sharing. Um, this it's I think it's so beautiful to hear how people move through stuff in their own lives, um, especially as practitioners. And I also love that you said um, you were wondering which is practically um or or in, you know, what I'm trying to say is I'm relating to this experience of feeling like oh I have all these tools I didn't notice this right away and I love that you're finding this way of meditating with your body that is that I'm sure has just kind of really grounded you even deeper into all of this over the years um so yeah gosh I'm rumbling again <laughs> um so I would also love to hear a little bit about how you're working with clients in in what ways are you supporting people in discovering these practices for themselves and really integrating them into their lives? Because I know that is 
the hardest part sometimes I really have so much respect for people to who manage to change their habits or like really develop new ones um I'm doing that myself at the moment and it's big it's really really big so yeah I would love to hear what's coming up with your clients and how you're working in that way Sure. Thank you. I'd love to share. Um, yeah, as I mentioned before, my clients tend to be people who are pretty highly sensitive or empathic just because I think we do end up drawing people to us that we mm -hmm. are similar to and that we, we can understand their makeup. And what, you know, what people often come with is like a feeling of being maybe stuck in their lives in some way or having experienced some sort of um, either traumatic experience or an experience that felt really challenging for them, you know, early on in life or really at any point in their lives. And perhaps they understand all of that really cognitively, like they understand all the pieces of it. They're really smart. They, they get it all, but it's this aspect of dropping into their own bodies and letting themselves, mm -hmm. you know, feel what had happened or grieve or, you know, feel the pain or feel the, the anger. And I think anger is actually a really big one that we tend to, yeah. to hold inside of us. And mm -hmm. um, that's something that's been interesting to, to, yeah, just work with for myself so that I can support other people. But, you know, that energy of, of anger or any emotion, when it's bound down, it can really create like a lot of of energetic like restrictions in us and so it's like imagine all that energy if it got freed up like how much creative energy we'd have access mm. to really do things in our lives um so you know when when i'm working with people it's it's often like what happens is they're they're sort of like oh i've done all these other things and it's like okay great now we have to like now we have to get into the body piece you know like now mm -hmm. we have to like really go underneath and like let our and allow create this really safe container for ourselves to feel it and i use a lot of uh, guided practices so that people can have that experience of together we kind of go into like a situation or issue maybe something that's triggering them or something that they're working with and together I help them go and explore this, what's happening in their bodies, like through sensation and then work with it on an energetic level, but then also really help them gain any insights to like, what is the root cause? And so, you know, with my Scorpio moon, I'm all about like getting <laughs> to yeah. the bottom, getting to Think the bottom her. of things. Yes, right. And I know mm -hmm. with your son, you probably have that <laughs> aspect. Yes. Also, totally. so, you know, I really, I kind of, when I visualize it, I'm sort of like, okay, how can we get to the bottom and like find, you know, pull, pull out the, pull out the root, like really pull it from the ground and like, let's get to the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that can take layers. It's not like, you know, one day you're like, okay, great. I've had all of this stuff that I've been working with for like 20 or 30 years and I'm just going to like get to the bottom of it and in five seconds, but I think what can happen is when we come into a space and we feel safe with a practitioner, um, then we can slowly like undo those layers and really get to the bottom of what's happening. And, you know, just to give you a little bit more of a concrete example, and I don't think my, um, this woman we've talked about kind of sharing this experience with people. So someone I worked with recently, 
she had had this sort of, sort of fear around, you know, if she showed up in a certain way that, you know, people would think a certain thing about her. So, which I think, you know, in the online community and online world when we're maybe entrepreneurs or we're trying to show up in a certain way, like that's, you know, that's a pretty normal fear. You know, just the fear of being seen in a certain way, the fear of being judged. And so what we did together was, you know, that was sort of the outer issue that, you know, as we came together and we dropped into a, a practice and a meditation where she was able to go into her own body to really understand some of these layers and where it was coming from, she actually remembered a memory that had happened when she was like four or five years old, that she had never connected to this issue that she's been having. Mm-hmm. And she's very bright and she's super, you know, analytical and smart. And so she had done a lot of work on this already. You know, she mm-hmm. could understand like different things that might have contributed, but in her mind, she had attributed it to something that had happened like later in her life. And so when we created that space and really dropped in, what I find is that people just have access to a level of their own subconscious that maybe they can't get access to on their own. And they're able to, to remember, you know, where something actually has originated from, you know, and then there's a lot of other things like, you know, maybe it happened even before that, maybe it happened in a past life, if you believe in past lives, like there are just a lot of different things, a lot of different explorations and layers that what had happened when she discovered that was like, she just was able to let herself really feel some of the pain of that memory and the sadness of it and some of the grief around it. And then she could feel like a very much of a light lightness in her own being. It was like, she said, you know, it felt like 25 pounds were lifted off of me. Mm. And that feels like the power of being able to create a container like this and really go deep and then feel safe enough to get to the bottom. And so this, this experience that she participated, participated in is an immersion that I offer. So it's called an emotional alchemy immersion. And it's like two hours of time with me and we get to do this process together. And then people get some additional support, um, you know, on the back end of that. So we're not just like, okay, great. You just figure this out. Bye. You know, so there is, there is a process where their hands are held on the other side of that. But that's one of the ways I work with people. If they, you know, if they have a particular issue that they're like cycling around and they're like, ah, this shows up at work. This shows up Mm -hmm. in every relationship I have. This feels like the same dynamic I've had for 20 years. It's like, okay, great. Like let's, let's explore this. And so that's one option. And then I offer longer term work where uh, people, I ask people to commit to either a three month period or a six month period. And we sort of do what I just described in a more ongoing way, because they're just in a place where they want some additional support and really a lot of support in integrating that, which, you know, I also have a lot of Virgo in my chart. So I'm super <laughs> into making sure that, you know, this is not only a place where, okay, great, I feel lighter. And then, you know, you go back into your life and the same thing happens again. So Mm -hmm. I think bringing this into your body and being able to to receive support and guidance like around, okay, how can I implement this? Like, oh, I realized that I had been 
for example, you know, not really great about setting clear boundaries and allowing people to treat me a certain way. So it's like things will come up in your life as you start to clear these things that will sort of test that, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think that it's really useful and incredibly important, you know, in order to sustain some of those changes to like really have somebody be a partner with you on this journey and support you and just like offer a perspective and and be a sounding board. And, Mm -hmm. and I really like working that way, like as a receiver of different services. And I just find that that structure is so important to the people that I work with because um, this is the last thing I'll say, but I think when we Mm -hmm. are sensitive and empathic, we structure can be incredibly helpful and grounding for us because otherwise we're sort of floating feels like we can be floating around you know so yeah totally I agree and you can say as much as you like okay (laughs) beautiful I would love to hear more um I'm also kind of trying to always give people a little gift kind of on their way and um yeah, so I'm just wondering if, if someone is listening to this and they're kind of new to maybe alternative healing or body work um, and they're really resonating with what you're saying, um, where should they go? What could they do if they um, just want to kind of try something small out before committing to something bigger? Yeah, absolutely. So I do have a free gift that we are together working on putting on my <laughs> site right now. So hopefully that'll be all said. Um, but I can also just give you the direct link for that. So if you want to put mm-hmm. it somewhere, it's... Um, oh, yes, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so that's a, a direct link. It'll be... Um, an audio meditation to support people in listening to their listen to their bodies and using their body as a compass. So it's maybe like mm-hmm. an eight minute practice or so, and you can mm-hmm. get that from the link that I'll share with you. And it'll also have just a series of questions that you can ask yourself um, in terms of journaling around that. So my one of the things that I love to talk about and, and teach about is, you know, how to really use our own bodies, like as that tuning fork and as that mm-hmm. guidance. So just invites people into that process a little bit in, in a very bite-sized way so that they can start to feel into that. And, you know, if you do have a decision that you're trying to make and you use it and, you know, like, I'd love to hear about that. <laughs> I'd love mm-hmm. to hear how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Tag both of us on Instagram, please. We want to know. Oh, yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. And then no, I mean, uh, if someone's listening. If, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I know. I'm still like, I'm getting better at Instagram and all these things. But yeah, thank you <laughs> for clarifying. No, of course. I mean, either way, um, all the tagging. Just <laughs> Yes, that's right. Tag, Let's be hashtags, connected. all the things. <laughs> Um, and I am on Instagram at my name, Manisha Tari. Yeah, so you're sharing beautiful about, stuff. I highly yeah, recommend your cool. account. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, and then the other place people can find me is at my website. And there's probably two two ways you can get to that. It's fallingleafwellness.net. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then also my name, manishatari.com. Mm-hmm. So in either case, I'd love to, yeah, connect and hear yeah. from people. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, I really love where you work. I just want to say that again. I think what you're sharing is so heartfelt and beautiful and I'm really excited to get this shared with other people too. Um, so thank you so much for sharing so much about your own journey and what you're offering and tools. And um, yeah, just really think that's going to be 
beautiful for people. And I will add all the links into the show notes. So if you are listening to this and you didn't have a chance to write it down, you can definitely find all information there as well. Manisha, thank you so, so much for your time and for sharing. It's been really beautiful to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I love this conversation. I can <laughs> talk you. to you much longer. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Thank you. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.